0: Reed's Ranch is proud to partner with Marcos Garza and the Garza Law Firm. 865-540-8300. If you find yourself needing to call a lawyer, remember that number, 540-8300. If you get arrested, you get one phone call, just keep in mind, uh, uh, Garza. Let's call Garza, 865-540-8300. The answer calls 24 7 365 You'll get in touch with somebody who can get the wheels rolling on getting you out of a situation. They also do criminal defense and DUI defense. Well, that's the one I just kind of told you about. But personal injury as well. GarzaLaw.com. Before you say guilty, say Garza. All right, let's get to the episode.
1: I mean, this is the last stand.
0: (laughs) 11 in a row, 11 in a row, 11 in a row. Enough. Eh, eh, 38 in
1: a row. I did 38 on answer point when we were whipping that ass.
0: Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with
1: Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all.
0: Another edition, Reed's Ranch, coming at you October 13th, a.k.a. Frank's birthday. Shout out to Frank. It is his 10th birthday. If you're listening, Frank, you're a good boy. Seth Hughes joins us down in Alabama. What's up, Seth?
1: Not much, John. How you doing? Happy birthday to brother Frank.
0: Happy birthday, Frank.
1: We love him very, very, very much.
0: I gave him a couple pieces of chicken tonight. He was uh, in a good mood. I imagine so. It's never enough, though. It's never enough. He always wants more chicken. Who doesn't? I guess that's a fair question. Frank does love to eat now. I'm pissed off. I'm in a bad mood. I know. I am very angry about the Titans. I'm very angry. I was hoping for a great football weekend. Obviously, the Vols beat Mississippi State. Uh, I did not think a game could get uglier. And then I watched the Titans play the Broncos, and the game was uglier. And I didn't have a win to fall back on. It's just a shitty feeling. It is just a terrible feeling to watch terrible football. It is bad. It is a terrible feeling, and it makes me wonder why I don't just, like, abandon them. Life is too short. Like, if you actually had to bet money, will the Titans win a Super Bowl in the next 20 years? Like, no one's betting yes on that. You know what I mean? Like, no one is betting yes on that. Like, if I even asked you to bet, would the Titans make a Super Bowl in the next 20 years? I don't think many people are betting yes on that. So, like, what's the point? Why do I let this happen? Why do I keep getting mad? I just found myself very angry during that game. I didn't bet on the game. I didn't really uh, have any other like fantasy interests or anything in it. I mean, I got Derrick Henry, but whatever. Uh, and I still found myself just irate after the game. And I was just like, what is the point? This is embarrassing. They show dumbass Mike Vrabel with his dumbass mustache. They show Marcus Mariota and his dumbass mustache. Like he's a shitty quarterback. He can't complete a 10 yard pass. I'm over here begging, begging for Ryan Tannehill. Like that's where I'm at in my life is that seeing Ryan Tannehill run into my offensive huddle really brought me joy. And I'm just like, really, this is, this is the quarterback I'm begging for Ryan Tannehill. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm getting my joy from on this Sunday afternoon. And I was just wondering like, what's the point? Why, why do this? Why do this? Why not just find a team with a good offense and just root for them? Just give up on having a favorite NFL team. It hasn't done me any good since I was 11 years old. I mean, it was a brief little year, uh, you know, my uh, freshman year of college that we were 13-3, and, and only to lose in our first playoff game to Joe Flacco, rookie Joe Flacco. Like, I mean, that, that that's been the big payoff of my adult life, losing to Joe Flacco. Or maybe, you know, I guess maybe beating the Chiefs in Kansas City. Because beating Andy Reid in the playoffs are so fucking hard to do. (sighs) Like, I only take solace in the fact that, like, Georgia fans are probably having a worse time than I am. Like, you know, they lose. They had a pretty shitty week. They had their ass beat by the Texans. They... Lose game four and five to the to the Cardinals, both in different fashion. They uh, turn around and lose the South Carolina's third string quarterback, and then get beat by Cliff Kingsbury. Like they're having a pretty shitty week too. So that's the only thing pulling me through is knowing that Falcons fans and Georgia fans and Braves fans are uh, having a worse time than I am.
1: Well. I do love you. I wish I could tell you that it doesn't that, it, that it's going to get better, but it's not because it's the Titans, and you do need to quit being a fan of the, of the
0: Tennessee Titans. Let's just be honest. I I think uh, I think I'm ready to just quit paying attention. Like mean, I'm not. I don't think I'm ready to go find a new team yet, uh, but I think I'm ready to quit paying attention and just. Be a red zone watcher on Sunday. Just quit even fooling with uh, the CBS channel. Yeah. Enough about the Titans, whatever. Fuck them. Fuck Mike Vrabel's stupid mustache. Fuck the virgin Marcus Mariota. I wish he would go back to Hawaii, preferably Pearl, wherever they did Pearl Harbor at. Pearl Harbor. Just, Just at Pearl Harbor? Okay, cool. Go back to Pearl Harbor. Um, Send Deion Lewis back to New England. Check Adam Humphreys for CTE because he chose to come to the Titans uh, to play with Marcus Mariota instead of going to the Patriots to play off Tom Brady. So please check Adam Humphreys for CTE. Send Taylor LeJuan back to Michigan and put him in jail for what he did to that girl while he was at Michigan for threatening uh, uh, an, an abuser, or uh, excuse me, an abused victim. Throw him in jail for that, for thre- for threatening someone who was uh, victimized. Just get rid of him, take a stupid fucking bus, and push it off of a bridge into the Tennessee River or the Cumberland River or the Mississippi River. I don't really care. Send it to any river. Let's talk Tennessee uh, beating Mississippi State. Cheer me up. Well,
1: I would like to start off the Tennessee talk with a heartfelt apology to Will Friend. I was ready to pack your bags and have you fired and sent back to wherever you came from. But you have done a great job as offensive line coach this year. The The passing... The pass the past blocking has been better all year. Um, our quarterbacks have had a pocket to throw in all year. And yesterday, the run blocking finally took off, and we grinded out a win against an SEC team. We ran it down their throats um, when we needed to. And the offensive line is just... You've done it with about 10 different starters, starting combinations, about 20 different starters. Yesterday, you did it with Jerome Carvin at right guard. You're doing it with two true freshmen, an Alabama cast off and a guy whose heart functions at about 25 percent of what it ought to. So you have done a great job all season and he probably deserves a raise. And I look forward to our offensive lines in the future because I think we're really going to be able to run it down some people's throats soon with these young guys. He had to win, and he won.
0: Congrats to Will Friend for getting off of the uh, the chopping block. It's hard to do. It's hard to pull yourself up, but he did it.
1: It's hard to do, and he's done it resoundingly. I mean, talk about picking yourself up off the mat. I mean, Will Friend has done a total 180. I asked you earlier today, who was the last person that told Reed's Ranch to eat shit quite as resoundingly as Will Friend has done? And your answer, without pause, your answer was Todd Kelly Jr. And it was a perfect answer. Nobody's told Todd nobody's told us to eat shit quite like Todd Kelly Jr. did in the 2016 Florida game. But Will Friend's probably second. I won't put Rick Barnes as second yet. He's got to get past the sweet 16. But Will Friend is probably number 2. The offensive line, we 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 ran the ball to to win the game. I mean, yeah, the play at the end of the game with Bird was awesome, but we had some awesome runs. That was a what a 91-yard touchdown drive.
0: Yeah, we were leaning on them.
1: Against their full defense, against their full defense. They had everyone back. We were leaning on them.
0: How dumb do you think they felt playing all their suspended players just to get their ass beat by Tennessee and Jared Garantano?
1: I mean, how bad is Joe Moorhead?
0: Pretty shitty. He's terrible. He is on. He, he is on the uh, the chopping block for Mississippi State fans.
1: Like, does he even want to win? Like everybody's been saying for like a month now, he wants out. He wants out. That's what everybody's been Where saying. Where the hell does he want to go? Who's going to take him? Who Who in their right minds would take Joe Moorhead? Like Tech Voss said, they chose him over Jeremy Pruitt and were happy about it. They were laughing at us. They were laughing at us. Who's laughing now, Bulldog fans? Who's laughing now? I'm not saying Jeremy Pruitt is is Bear Bryant okay but I'll take that dumb redneck over fat Joe I'll take Jeremy Pruitt who doesn't even know what asparagus is over that fat ass from New England Joe Moorhead because he sucks he probably thinks he's better than Starkville Mississippi
0: I was going to make a lean back joke but I couldn't think of one.
1: He is terrible. What in the hell was he doing? Starting Tommy Stevens over Garrett Schrader.
0: Yeah, and that's what the most uh, frustrating thing has to be for Mississippi State fans is that they uh, you know, hired him to be good on offense and his offense is abysmal.
1: Yeah, it's bad. Like they should have won more games than they did last year. He comes out this year. Like Garrett Schrader was was a pretty highly rated recruit. He was much higher rated than 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 Brian Maurer, for instance. I mean, and Tommy Stevens ain't it. Like Jarrett Garantano. Say what you will about this season, but, like, coming into the season, there was no reason to think that, like, Brian Maurer should be starting. But why in the hell? Like, I can't imagine that Tommy Stevens looks that much better than Garrett Schrader. In practice, Tommy Stevens was terrible. No offense if he's listening.
0: Nah, he's not listening after a loss.
1: But, man, some of those throws... Like even the one to Kenneth George that Kenneth George intercepted like yeah that guy was sort of open but man that was a tight window and then the throw to the throw to Flowers He was bad.
0: Yeah, that guy's not making that throw. Like Stevens ain't making that throw, bro.
1: Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like
0: an NFL quarterback might could have dropped it in. An NFL quarterback maybe could have uh you know got it over the the linebacker and in front of the safety or in front of the other defensive back, but but not Tommy Stevens, bro. Like you're not gonna be able to do that.
1: Yeah, that was I don't even know what he was looking at on the pass interception that Trayvon Flowers picked off. How about Trayvon Flowers? We've been waiting on him for a year and a half. He finally plays a good game, intercepts a pass and promptly snaps his leg in two.
0: Go Big Orange. Hey, I just asked for one play. We don't ask for two plays. We just ask everyone. make Make one goddamn play, and he made his. So, shout out to him. I mean,
1: almost to the day of Kongbo.
0: Now, what I won't stand for, and something that's really bothered me are all these old Mississippi State players and Mississippi State fans, like, we lost to Tennessee. How do we lose to Tennessee? They're trash. Like, I'm not listening to that from Mississippi State. That's just the pecking order guys. Like this is this is how it is. You haven't won in Knoxville in over 30 years. You're not going to strut your ass in here and win. I'm sorry. You're still Mississippi State. It's like
1: Jonathan Banks was talking shit. And it's like, dude, yeah, Tennessee's been bad for a while. But throughout this throughout this time frame, Mississippi State has exactly zero championships. They've not even won the SEC West. They beat Michigan in a Florida Bowl one year. Like, they've not won anything. You're Mississippi State. Like, what do you mean you're surprised you lost to Tennessee? You haven't won there in what, 35 years? You haven't won in Knoxville in 35 years. Eat shit, Mississippi State fans. Eat shit. You ate shit yesterday. When big Kevon Bennett is wreaking havoc.
0: How about our defensive line turning back the clock? We always tell
1: people, you don't mess with Kevon Bennett. And they tried to mess with him. Big game, Daryl. BGD. Seven sacks.
0: BGD, turned back the clock.
1: We had Daryl Middleton and Kevon Bennett looking like Reggie White had come up out of the grave. They had the best, they had the, the biggest, they had the, they're the running back at the most yards in the SEC. So that offensive line isn't terrible.
0: They still might not be bad. They just weren't ready for our, our defensive line. Not many, ready. not many units in the SEC can handle our defensive line. You That's know, true. Uh, the three-headed
1: monster of Kevon Bennett, BGD, and Matthew Butler. And then you you throw Daryl Middleton out there for a couple plays. And then
0: when it's you tough. think you got them blocked, oh wait, all of a sudden here comes Bryce Thompson mowing that ass down. I thought he looked good yesterday. He looked great. He looked like he was then, back to being a, a freshman All American. Except he now, just, except now he is a sophomore.
1: And then Jesse Simonton said he played awful and that Elante Taylor was the best cornerback.
0: Uh, maybe this maybe the maybe the uh the tape and plays we didn't see. But I thought, you know, whenever uh, he was on the screen for me, it looked like he played pretty well.
1: I t- I said yesterday, a couple times I said, Bryce Thompson played great. I thought he looked awesome. I, but now, Nigel Warrior has played two really good games back-to-back.
0: How about the, the, the renaissance? Speaking of getting up out of the grave, shout-out to Reggie White. Uh, Tyler Bird and Nigel Warrior. Finally. Being born again.
1: Nigel Warrior has looked awesome the past two weeks. And and you know, I mean, he's been much maligned, whatever. Hey, just play awesome for this lat for these last six games, man. Like he's looked great. He looked awesome yesterday. He looked really good against Georgia. He was flying around yesterday. Breaking up passes, making tackles. Tyler Bird, I don't even know what to say about Tyler Bird. I don't even know why he was playing yesterday. I felt like he hadn't even been playing at all, except on special teams. So like, and so it's like, does Brandon Johnson deciding to redshirt really mean that Tyler Bird gets to play? It wouldn't seem like that, because it would seem like Ramel Keaton would get what little snaps Brandon Johnson was getting. So I don't even know where Tyler Bird came from. But he looked great on that slant that Maurer threw in the first half. And
0: that was a that was a beautiful play, touchdown play. Like the whole thing was beautiful. We've always been talking about how fast Tyler Bird is. You just gotta get him in the open field, baby.
1: Like he he ran away from him. That, that was a beautiful. That was a beautiful play. The other with the other two receivers that were split out further wide coming back in to create that that blocking wedge. Yeah, and then you had Bird. Them just, to uh,
0: yeah, you had them just kind of sail the edge and let Bird get around. That was a beautiful design play.
1: But it wouldn't have mattered without Will Friend coaching them boys up.
0: What a win. What a team.
1: Man, it felt good. It it feels a lot better. You know, thankfully the Vols are off this weekend, and we don't have a game for another 13 days. So it would have, it would have sucked really bad to have um, to have gone into this bye week coming off a loss to Mississippi State. But luckily, we don't lose to Mississippi
0: State at home. Know your role and shut your mouth, Mississippi State. Yeah, seriously. Just seriously. Lean back into your place and let Fat Joe take you down to six and six.
1: Like, I guess Rutgers – like, Rutgers didn't even going to hire Joe Moorhead. I guess that's, like, where he wants to go.
0: Is it possible that someone hires James Franklin? And Who? then Penn State calls Joe Moorhead. I mean, one of these, one of these days James Franklin's going to leave Penn State, right? You would
1: think so. I think he's smart enough to realize when, like – the the pinnacle at at a particular school has been reached. Like you're six and o again at Penn State, you're six and o at Penn State again, and you don't have a chance in this world to beat Ohio State.
0: Honestly, I wonder be if USC if will come be, after him. Yeah, I was gonna say if uh, if if USC doesn't hire Urban, I would say James Franklin should be their second call. Call Urban first, if not, call call Franklin. Also, wouldn't be surprised if an NFL team tried to call Franklin. James Franklin seems like a perfect
1: fit for USC, right? He seems like, because he's like a guy who is obviously a great recruiter, but like his teams, he's not just a recruiter. Like, I, I wouldn't classify James Franklin as just a recruiter. I mean, like a, his teams play good, he wins a lot of games. He seems like the perfect fit at USC. So, I guess maybe Joe Moorhead could end up back there. Man, that would be a tough pill to swallow for state fans, right?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, they kind of survived that whole situation and didn't really get punished for it. So, maybe uh, hiring Joe Moorhead would uh, be enough of a at least some, some type of punishment. Like, maybe, hey, you don't get to hang out in the top 15 every year anymore. Let's, let's punish you a little bit, at least – at least somewhat that's true i mean they really
1: got nothing for what they did so that's a good point just a little just a little karmic justice yeah just just a little bit come on but yeah i mean awesome win like we said jeremy pruitt had to win he won it does seem as if he kind of has somehow weathered the storm of shit show that was the first month of the season. Now, this could all come crashing down if he loses a game he shouldn't.
0: Yeah, like, just take advantage of this bye week, go in, get ready for South Carolina. Hopefully, Malware will be back. And, you know, a little less pressure on the South Carolina game since you won and beat Mississippi State, but it's still a game you, you, you kind of... you hope to see Jeremy Pruitt win. You know, he... He really
1: gave up the South Carolina game last year.
0: Yeah, they should have won last year.
1: They, they had it won. They had it won. They were a lot better, and they couldn't close the deal. And I know South Carolina's probably better than they were just because Helensky. The defense they have looks good, but they're not unbeatable, and it's at home. And it's just kind of one of those things. It's like, is a loss at the end of the world? No, but Jeremy, you're Tennessee – and they are South Carolina.
0: Have we seen an update on Helensky's injury? No. Is he done for good? No, I don't know. I was asking. Uh, I don't even know what happened to him. He got hit. Uh, I mean, he just got hit. It looks like he got hit late, or he got hit. They threw a penalty. Um, I'm, I'm getting an update right now. Yeah, he, he laid on the ground. They brought in their third-string quarterback, and he looked okay against Georgia. He made enough plays to win. Uh, Georgia just looks like shit, but they didn't take him off the sideline. Like Kalinski was still out there. He's expected okay. to play. Okay, okay,
1: okay. Um, sprained knee, but expected to play versus Florida. So, I mean, part of me now—I I don't want any any of the patrons to get to get what I'm saying wrong. I am glad Georgia lost. I am glad Georgia lost. Part of me wanted to see Georgia kind of sneak out of victory just because I thought that might kill South Carolina for good for this year. Like you play Georgia like that, you should win, you give up the game, and then you have to go play Florida next week. By the time they rolled into Neyland Stadium, they might have been dead. But nevertheless, I was happier to see Georgia lose. I mean, you talk about a bad loss. What was Georgia favored by?
0: I want to say like 24. Whew. Yeah, losing to losing to a third-string quarterback at home. Eesh. That's pretty tough, Georgia. That's pretty tough, Kirby.
1: At what point in time did the third-string quarterback come in the game?
0: It was maybe 17 to 10 it was in the third quarter okay so it was early it was really. 17 yeah it was 17 to 10 uh from threw a pick six at the end of the first half and then yeah I believe it was in the early in the third quarter so I mean correct me if I'm wrong like I think that's what happened I'm sure we got some people listening live that maybe know better than I do I was doing voluntary action and watching Tennessee and I was you know just different things um I was at the studio so I'm pretty sure it was third quarter
1: I mean, whew, that's a bad loss, Kirby. I don't, e- I don't even know how how could Georgia not just run the ball down South Carolina's throat?
0: Yeah, they threw the ball with Fromm over fifty times.
1: This was the second time this season I have seen them really complain about James Coley at, at offensive coordinator. This is the second time. The first time. That complained about James Coley was was the Notre Dame game, and I was like, you know what? Y'all should just shut the hell up. Y'all just be the top ten team at home. I would give anything for that. So just shut up. And then now I'm like, hmm. They do miss Jim Cheney. They do miss our lovable, rotund genius of an offensive coordinator. They, yeah, I mean, like they, they were very emphatic. They didn't want Cheney. Well, guess what? Now, Georgia fans. You just had to eat shit from James Coley. You want Jim Cheney back.
0: As our round mound of ground and pound put that game away in the fourth quarter.
1: Like, we're out here icing SEC games away against teams from the best division in college football.
0: With Tim Jordan and Tyler Bird.
1: And y'all are losing to Will Muschamp at home. That's what happens when you get rid of the round, mound, of ground, and pound, baby. Round, mound, ground, and pound. What a mouthful. And there's nothing more that Jim Chaney loves than a mouthful. They've got to be missing Jim Chaney badly. I mean, throwing it over 50 times?
0: Did not seem to work well. The pick six was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, the, then he threw an interception in overtime that was kind of behind his receiver, but the receiver tipped it. And uh, then, you know, they get they get the ball in the second overtime, down a field goal, and three plays, zero yards, and then four eyes, Rex Bex misses the field goal. Game over.
1: No offense to Rodrigo if he's listening, but I have to admit that it is a little tasty. It, it, it is tasty to see him miss field goals like that. I enjoyed it, even. I'm not one that likes to wallow in other people's miseries. But I did enjoy seeing specs miss a chip shot to take the game to the third overtime. I, could, I, I, I really couldn't believe, I was listening to it on the radio. We listened to the Georgia broadcast. And, I mean, it sounded like somebody died when Fromm threw that interception in overtime. It sounded like someone died. And I really couldn't believe South Carolina came back and won after they missed that field goal in the first overtime. But when you have James Coley calling plays, South Carolina comes back in that overtime and wins. I'm just blown away South Georgia didn't just line it up with their with their offensive line and just run the ball nonstop. With like they have like four NFL running backs.
0: Did you see the uh, the game uh, the the through forty-eight game comparison for uh, Kirby and Rick?
1: Yeah. You better be careful. He better be careful, because Dan Mullen, weird Dan Mullen, is coming down the pipe and he looks good. Did you watch that Florida game last night? I did watch the end of it. I didn't I didn't watch the second of it. I went to the Joker, and when I got out of the Joker, we we watched the end of it. Um I mean the When the, the little time I watched, I mean, Florida had two trips in the red zone. Didn't get any points out of it at the end of the game. The only thing, the only issue I have with Dan Mullen at this point is what in the hell he's doing with his quarterback rotation. Like, why is he playing Emory Jones still?
0: Yeah, that was weird. I, I was checking the play-by-play before I went to bed. Um, Comcast fucked up my TV this weekend. It's been a real, uh, real hassle. Um, but I just saw like randomly like Emory Jones got in at the end of the game like when they were driving to, to tie. Yeah, I thought that Trask was
1: hurt. I thought that like I had missed something. And Trask was hurt, but he wasn't. They were just doing that rotation. That I mean, Trask threw the interception in the end zone when they were down seven, and then LSU went and scored to go up fourteen. <sighs> It was a really, really close game. It wasn't a fourteen point difference of a game. And Dan Mullen looks like he's gonna be a really, really good coach at Florida.
0: I can't wait till they come to come to Knoxville next year. Mm.
1: I can buddy. I can wait. I think I could wait until Kingdom come for Florida to make another entrance into Nealon Stadium.
0: Mm, can't wait. But Florida, if, Florida's gonna Florida's gonna beat Georgia this year, aren't they? That,
1: that's what I was just about to say. Like, if they beat Georgia, then has Kirby missed the window? Is Kirby's window like Kirby had a two year window where Every team in his division sucked. And there was really only one good SEC team in Alabama. And that window's gone now because LSU's really good again. Florida's gonna be really good if they're not really good yet. And if he loses, people are gonna be really mad if he loses two regular season games. With, like, Jake Fromm looks like the perfect college quarterback. Maybe just don't throw it 51 times in a game. I, I, it certainly feels like Mullen is going to win that game to me. Imagine how mad Georgia fans are going to be. I mean, they might lose to Auburn. You couldn't run it on South Carolina. You're going to run for like negative 50 yards against Auburn's front seven. That's going to be tough. They might go nine and three. Oof, man, you hate to see it while Jim Chaney's just Jim Cheney's just, just getting victories down here.
0: Just helping these boys get to seven and five.
1: Jim Chaney's out here running the damn ball, getting to seven and five, and you're going to go nine and three. What's the difference between a nine and three season and a seven and five season? Not shit, Georgia fans. Not shit.
0: When Georgia loses more games in November than than Jim Cheney does, oof.
1: oof, oof, man, I am I am dying at the idea of them going nine and three. It, it has to happen now. We got to will it to an existence. They got Texas A and M too, don't they? Yeah, that game's in Athens.
0: Okay, well, I mean, so was the South Carolina game.
1: Yeah, is is Texas A and M finally going to drop out of the 25, top twenty-five? <laughs> do we do we know why Texas A and M was ranked in the top twenty-five? Do is it like a law that Texas A and M is mandated to be ranked because there is zero reason for them to be ranked, but they seemingly are ranked? Fifty-two weeks out of the year, they are ranked anywhere
0: from from twenty to twenty-five. They were. They went into that game yesterday ranked on the strength of beating Texas State, Lamar, and uh, gutting out a win against Arkansas by four. That, that Why was it. How
1: they ranked? Like,
0: they scored a garbage touchdown against Clemson to make it 24-10 to 10 instead of 24-3. to 3. They scored that with, like, three seconds left on the clock. Um, they lost to Auburn by eight, and uh, that was good enough to be ranked in the top 25.
1: Like, in the A&M-Auburn game was not even close. No. It might as well have been 80 instead of
0: eight. Well, maybe uh, now they'll be outside of the top.
1: It kills me. It's like it's like the media is trying to meme A&M into a top program. It's like, oh, they're in Texas. They have a big stadium in the, and they're in the SEC. Oh, they have to be good, right? You don't just win SEC games. We proved that yesterday by, by telling Mississippi State to eat shit. It's tough to do. There's zero reason AM is ranked. I'm tired of them. I don't like Jimbo. I used to like Jimbo, but I don't anymore because his teams bore the shit out of me. These Texas A&M teams are visual sleeping pills. They don't do anything fun. They don't do anything interesting. They just go out there as a ranked team and eat shit from other SEC teams.
0: And we're about to roll to seven and five.
1: We're about to roll to seven and five. They don't want to see us be seven and five. They would they rather. They really see-
0: don't want that. They really don't want us to get to seven and five after leaving us for dead, saying we were going to win two games this year. They don't want to see us win uh, five more than two. That's what seven minus uh, two is, Seth. Five. Five. Five more. Five more than they predicted after after the Georgia State game. Whatever. So what? We got off to a little bit of a bad start. So what?
1: Do we really think Kelly Bryan is going to throw it all over? What I what I, our our Medusa defensive line, Kevon Bennett, BGD, Daryl Middleton. They're not going. It's not going to happen. They won't have time to throw the ball all around. Mm-mm. No, sir. No, sir, they don't want to see us be 7-5. They're too busy. They, what they want is Texas A&M to be a top 25 team. Well, fellas, I've got your top 25 team, and they reside in Knoxville.
0: If you just look at last week's performances, we were one of the best 25 teams in the country. Not a, not a doubt in my mind.
1: The, we, we kept Mississippi State in the game. Freshman quarterback. Who, uh, is it safe to
0: say, like, Mauer might be good? We won with our backup quarterback playing over half the game. Like, that's that's what that's what good teams do. That's what top twenty five teams do. You just you're next. Hey, what's the sign of a good program, Seth? Next man up. Next man up. Next man up. Depth. Jeremy. Our our star quarterback gets hurt. Next man up. And yeah, so what? We ran the ball nine straight times. And then when we finally did pass it, it was two yards behind the sc- line of scrimmage. So what? Eventually he took a shot down the field and he hit it to a freshman wide receiver, a four-star. And then when it came time to put the game away, we just grounded and pounded. Grounded and pounded. The round mound of ground and pound. Jeremy Pruitt told us. He told us
1: last week. He said, he said Jared Garantano... Is gonna win us a game later on the season, and then he did. Jeremy Pruitt literally spoke it into existence. He went out there, and not for all the money in the world was Jeremy Pruitt gonna let him throw a forward pass, and then he did for a two-yard loss.
0: <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't Does matter. matter? Does when matter? you have an elite, when you have an elite defense with the uh, the three-headed dogs, what, what are those called in, uh, in mythology? What are those called? You know what I'm talking about? The big yeah. three-headed dogs?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I know what I know what you're talking about. But yeah. Uh, producer, cut this
0: out as I googled this.
1: Three-headed dog. Cerebrus. Cerberus. C- Cerberus. When you, have a,
0: when you have a Cerberus on the defensive line like we do.
1: The Hound of Hades.
0: When you have the Hounds of Hades, the Hound of Hades, on that defensive front, you don't have to throw the ball. You just play defense and run the ball. And get out with a win. That's what you do. Your star freshman linebacker gets ejected. So what? Next man up. I don't even know who the hell our inside linebackers are anymore. They're all gone. Doesn't matter. Next man up.
1: When you have the Hound of Hades and Brent C-Mag's kicking field goals, you don't even need a quarterback. They had to go get some Maglia. Because he was talking shit to Mississippi State. The entire team was running into the tunnel after halftime. He was not. He was walking toward Mississippi State's tunnel. And I know someone else that was at the game. I know some of y'all were at the game. Y'all had to see this too. I was cracking up. The entire team is running to the tunnel except for c He was ready to go whip some ass. He's
0: he had to lunatic. let him know what time it was.
1: He's a lunatic. He's a lunatic. I love him. He's crazy. He is. He is insane, and I mean that in a good way. If he's listening.
0: Oh yeah, no, he is. He is an alpha.
1: He was ready to go whip some bulldog ass after he hit a. What was it? A, what? How? How long was that field goal?
0: At the end of half, it was yeah. like forty nine yards, I think. Yeah. Forty seven, something like that.
1: Yeah. How about their
0: little field goal kick,
1: crushing the upright and still managing to get over? And then going, it went into the first row.
0: Does it, does it matter? You know what happens? Uh, sometimes the breaks go against you. Great teams say, all right, we're just going to keep playing. Just keep pushing. We kept plugging. Sometimes the breaks don't go your way. You just keep playing. That's what good teams do. That's what we did yesterday. We are 1-0 and in the top 25 in the country. Yep. And South Carolina's ass is uh, in the jackpot. South Carolina, Will Muschamp in his goofy little reading glasses they are now officially on the chopping block.
1: Oh, and he looks so dumb. He what what is he doing with
0: those on? Uh, Must Champ. The uh the, the, the ship has sailed on you looking sophisticated, my guy.
1: Yeah, I think like that's not fooling anybody, bro. That's not fooling anyone. We have seen how you act on the
0: sidelines. It's a little too late for that, bro. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash reads ranch. If you want access to the Discord, uh the, the Discord patrons are getting to listen to this broadcast live now. No new patrons, Seth. No That's new fine. patrons since well, Wednesday.
1: Well, we're in the top twenty five now, so we might get some more.
0: That's true. That's true. Let's see how much this uh how much the uh, the audience loves a top twenty five team. Let's rally. Top twenty five in the country, Will Muschamp on the chopping block. All right, we got any questions that caught your eyes? Let me go up here and scroll. Now, nah, let's see. Uh, we'll get to some, I guess some. Let's get to one from Mason. Mason says, would you rather lose a close game at the very end or get blown out from the start? I think it depends. Like if
1: let's say if Tennessee wasn't on a bye week next week and Tennessee was going to say Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Like if, if we lost if we played them really close and lost, this is purely hypothetical, but if that were to happen and we played them really close and lost, I would feel pretty good. But if we just were to go out there next week and lose 75 to nothing I wouldn't feel that great. But if it's like the national title game, I think just give me the ass whipping.
0: Just turn it off. yeah. Pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, Cody and I kind of talked about this after uh, Game 5 in the uh, the National League playoffs. Like, uh, give me what happened to the Braves over what happened to the Dodgers. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I would rather absolutely. just get that shit over with in the first inning, know it's over, rather than be leading the whole way and blow it at the end. Like, no, just k- kick my ass. Just beat my ass. hmm Now, like you said, you know, moral victories, if you're overmatched, that's a different story, but— I do think there's value in keeping some games closed, but that's just obviously depends on the situation, like you said. Hank asked, if you had to change your first name, what would you choose? Uh, James. I would choose James. James?
1: Yes. As in the king. Uh, the brother of Jesus also.
0: Would you go by Jim?
1: No, I would go by James. Jimmy? I would go by James. My grandfather's name was James, and he went by Jim, but I would go by James.
0: What about you? You're talking about LeBron when you said King? Are you talking about LeBron James? No, I'm talking about the King of England. Oh. um, I don't know. My dad's name's David. No, nah, I wouldn't do that. Um, Frank, probably. That's good. Shout out to Frank.
1: Happy birthday, Frank.
0: Yeah, probably Frank. Maybe Mark. My middle name is Marcus, so maybe Mark. I don't know. Maybe Marcus. I don't know. It's a weird question by Hank. Which offense
1: would you rather have in a game winning drive this year, Titans or Vols?
0: Assuming we mean Brian Maurer. I'll go Vols. Assuming, uh, you know, if if not Brian Mauer and Jarrett Garantano, uh, I'm still going Vols. <laughs> Who the hell wants the Titans offense? My God, Brisket. I'm,
1: I'm sorry, buddy. I really am sorry. I wish they were better for your sake. I know you don't believe me, but I really do.
0: Will Warren, fresh off of his honeymoon, asks, what's our favorite article of clothing and why? Um.
1: A good pair of khaki drawstring shorts with a 5-inch inseam. But the pockets need to have buttons on the back. It needs to be about a 5-inch inseam.
0: I'm going somewhere. I I can't decide if I'm going to go with a hoodie. I like a light, thin T-shirt hoodie. Uh, You know, keep my ears covered. I like having my ears covered. I like having my neck covered. That does both of the tricks. Uh, Or underwear. Just a nice (laughs) pair of boxer briefs. Yeah i don't like not having underwear on if i'm in clothes if i'm in bed i don't like having underwear on i like being naked if you know what i mean
1: i feel that buddy
0: but uh yeah i'll go with the uh the light thin hoodie that's my favorite uh that's my favorite clothing
1: what's the absolute dumbest way to lose a football game My uh, initial thought when I saw this was how Michigan State beat Michigan a couple years ago, where they blocked that punt.
0: <laughs> that would be the absolute dumbest. Like way. I, th-
1: for, I don't know why I can't explain it, but I really think that's worse than the kick six, the hail mary. <laughs> like to me, that is the dumbest. That was the dumbest way to lose a game.
0: Yeah, it, especially considering you play it happened against a rival. It cannot get worse. I mean, I know the kick six happened against a rival too, but like. You see the uh the problem there, like, hey, uh, you know, we tried a long field goal, he's fast, we got a lot of fat guys on the field. I kinda understand why they didn't make the tackle. I've seen that happen. I've seen that happen in, in the NFL as well, right? Like that, that's happened in the NFL too. Like maybe not at the end of the game, but I've seen Devin Hester return a, a missed field goal for a touchdown. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: I've not seen that happen on a punt like that with uh especially with the game on the line in that situation. Just where it's not even a blocked punt. Like, it's just your your punter dropped the ball. Like, he couldn't hold on to the ball. Like, literally, all that guy had to do was catch it and kick it. Just kick it to the moon, out of bounds. That's all he had to do. And he couldn't. And he couldn't get it done. That would be a terrible way to lose. That was pretty bad. That would be awful.
1: Dallas fall... Wants to know if we should sit Mauer out for Alabama and let him rest up for South Carolina. Well, Dallas, we are on a bye this week. You need to go check out the schedule, buddy. We don't have a game for two more weeks.
0: Some old heads once got mad at me for calling it a bye week. It is an open date, they say, in college football.
1: Oh, open date.
0: Which I thought was stupid, but whatever. What's the difference? They got so mad at me, I got emails about it. I was on the radio, and I called it a bye week, and some old people emailed me. And told me that I was too young to be talking about college football on the radio. That it's called an open date.
1: What's the difference,
0: buddy? I just told you the story. I don't know. Well,
1: you know what? I'm about to look
0: it up. I mean, I think it's the same thing.
1: There's no, there's no difference.
0: That's stupid boomers, man. You got anything else, Jimmy?
1: No, I mean. I'll see y'all again in two weeks
0: when we. What the hell are the Chargers doing right now? You know, I, I'm just so pissed off. Like, I I know nobody gives a shit about my fancy team, but I'm just really mad. And now I got to go downstairs and try to dodge because James Connor apparently already has a fucking touchdown somehow. How are the How are the Steelers scoring touchdowns with De- Devlin Hodges as their quarterback? Shout out! I know to what I know. Stanford University. I know one of them was a strip sack fumble, but they scored at least one touchdown. How, how, did that, how do teams not look and say, hey, let's maybe stop James Conner? Because apparently this asshole's already got what? Three, six. Oh my God. He's already got like 13 points. I'm trying to dodge like 30 points in fantasy from him and Melvin Gordon, and it's just not. And, and, and Keenan Allen. Like, it's because of my stupid, dumbass Derrick Henry. Stupid fucking fantasy football. It's just ruined my Sunday. It's so stupid. I sit there all week waiting to waiting for my fantasy teams and just to get rewarded with this shit. We already got we let James fucking Connor get fourteen points in the first quarter with a guy named Devlin Hodges as his quarterback. Like, oh, maybe stack the box, guys. Maybe guard the fucking running back. Make him throw the ball down the field. Marcus Mirror. You ever think about that? Marcus Mariota
1: had negative 1.1 fantasy points today.
0: Don't even get me started on that. I actually started him in a couple weeks. A I know, couple I'm leagues.
1: looking. I'm looking at – man.
0: Don't even get me started on that. Damn. I got too smart. I got too smart. I was like, you know what? Let's uh let's bench Carson Wentz, Vikings defense, whatever. And I was like, eh, okay, let's just ride with Mariota. He's due for one of those big games. So fucking stupid. The good news is that probably doesn't matter because the rest of my team didn't do shit in the leagues ahead, Marcus Mariota, or so whatever. I'm done talking about fancy football. Uh, good night, Seth. I love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.
2: Bye. If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. Don't shoot the messenger, I'm just a puppet here. If you want to place blame, then look to the puppeteer. Family. Fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, pedigree. When the love's gone and the hate's there, better watch out, cause it ain't fair. your family ain't your family, and your legacy is just a name there. and your mother's eyes, it's a blank stare, but your father's picking who remains here. It's a power struggle, it's a tug of war, that's amongst the kids, and it ain't fair. Yeah. Who? Who gon' stop the pain? Who gon' block the dream? Who gon' stop the shame? We are not the same. Walking in a tightrope, ain't a lifeboat, no. Nope. It's a free fall when I leave y'all. Woo. If you love me, please don't judge me. Got my hands tied, the power's above me. My bloodline was not chosen. Ooh. This bank account is not frozen this thing of ours is not broken what's understood is not spoken if you love me please don't judge me Jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, pedigree, yeah. Family, fortune, envy, jealousy, privilege, passed on, legacy, secret, sabotage, borderline, felony, suicide, subtract, selfish, pedigree.